0: Welcome to the Expansive Podcast, where we explore the frontiers of personal growth, business innovation, and technology. We believe that growth and progress comes from expanding our minds, exploring new possibilities, and embracing change. My name is Sean. First off, welcome to all the new listeners. I'm really glad you're here. Secondly, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you're probably asking yourself, where the bleep are John and Eric? I can assure you they're both Thriving. It's been a week of major shifts and the guys have both been on the road. So this week, as producer of the show, I want to replay one of my favorite episodes. I hope you don't mind. My producer's pick is from October of 2022 and is as relevant today as it was then. With many of us feeling a lack of control and experiencing rolling waves of continuous stress... I want to revisit the episode the boys titled Authentic Deficit Disorder. Right, and with that, here are the hosts of The Expansive Podcast, John Sarnay and Eric Kruger. Enjoy.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome to The Expansive Podcast, a weekly podcast uh, between myself, John Sarnay, and my ever-elegant podcast co-host. Oh, shit, I said the wrong word. (laughs) ever-handsome podcast co-host, Eric Kruger. I am an author, a speaker, and a future strategist. I am based in Dubai, and Eric is an executive coach, a team specialist, and a best-selling author and keynote speaker based in Cape Town. And we are always talking about things that make ourselves and our businesses as expansive as possible through what may be the most uncertain reality and future that we're moving into as a globe, Thank you so much for joining us again, and we hope that you've already left us a five-star rating. If you haven't, please, at the end of this podcast, do us a favor and go and leave us a five-star rating. But let's get into the podcast today, but before we do, Eric
2: Kruger, how was the paddle match today, and how are you doing? Hey, brother man. Uh, Yeah, paddle uh, was uh, incredibly average, but um, (laughs) something, something that wasn't average was um, we actually spoke at a conference recently um, yeah. where you opened on the, the Thursday and I closed out on the Friday. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was awesome, dude. I, yeah. I loved it so much. Um, yeah. Coming in on the Friday, saying to everyone, oh, by the way, you, you, know, you had John, uh, the other half of the expansive on the previous day. Yeah. Everyone was like, yeah, we loved it, we loved it. It was, uh, it was such a cool experience. We've done this a few times before, but just such a nice reminder. Hey?
1: I, you know, obviously they listen to the podcast. So everybody at Old Mutual, thank you so much for having us. Uh, we were opening and closing keynote for their African strategy uh, session where they had all their leaders from around Africa there. Wonderful to see Cameroon, no. Ghana, Nigeria. You know, that was amazing to see all of those people with their incredibly big smiles. And also, you know what I- got? Dancing, I mean, dancing, lots of da- dancing. and and we yeah, yeah. loved. And I actually made a comment about it is- the women were wearing African prints, very modern, bright African prints. And I mentioned that it's amazing that Africa is building such confidence in its own fashion because for the longest time, Africa has wanted to be Italian or, or you know, mm. English or American. And now all of a sudden you're seeing these African prints. But besides that, um, it was wonderful to be opening and closing and... Uh, Look, the only thing I'm upset about is I wasn't there to see you, and you weren't there to see me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if we are ever in the same audience, we was make sure we both sit in the front of the audience and then stand up at the end because it works like a Mexican wave, right? When one knows yeah. then everybody else starts <laughs> to stand up. So it's always it good to have that sort of thing in the play. So, tell us what did you what did you speak about uh, at the event?
2: Yeah. So, um, as I walked in, um, uh, so there was a, the introduction. I actually had to quickly pop out. But I left my bag in there with my, my name tag on it. And when I came in, the guy who was sitting next to me was like, oh, oh you're part of the expansive. I was like, oh, yeah, because you already you spoke about it on the, on the previous day. Yes. Um, so I spoke about the, the arts of recalibration and the importance of, uh, so essentially we spoke about being dangerous and um, how do we get to high performance. But actually kind of a weird turn that was taken in the, in the session was that we actually ended up speaking about survival mode a lot more. And I was quite taken back because um, three people were extremely, extremely emotional after the session. Mm. And I just think it, it really hit home for me that the world in a way this year has felt more normalized, right? In the sense that we haven't been wearing masks. It hasn't been like full on lockdowns. Mm. To a certain extent, people have been returning to the office whether that's been in a hybrid sense or in like full, like back into in person uh, to the office. So, there's been a sense of normality, but I think there's this afterburner effect that's coming through now where we're still sitting with a lot of unprocessed trauma and anxiety and frustration. And I mean, we know that on top of that, there's also just this perpetual uncertainty. Mm. And I think what's happened is that we are expecting people to act normal again, but they're just not there. Mm. They are still deep in survival mode, even if it's not, even if not like you're not physically seeing it mentally. They are still stuck in survival mode. Mm. And so we have to also recalibrate our expectations of people, not to think that they're going to be okay now and they can like go and do, you know, perform to their best ability. They are still dealing with a lot of stuff.
1: Well, you know, um, you couldn't have said it better. I'm speaking in Saudi next week for uh, MISC, which is um, MBS's youth program. And they've asked me to come and speak on the future of education. And. uh, what I've called my talk and workshop is human software upgrade. And I think the problems that we're having around the world is that people are relying on the same old tool sets within themselves to deal with so much unknown and so much changing. And what I speak about a lot is this idea that we've been addicted to certainty for the longest time and every system that is around us requires certainty at its heart and today we have a system that's not in line with an uncertain world. So people are trying to box mm. themselves into this level of certainty and the software they're accessing is just not valid and really not upgraded enough to deal with what's going on. So I think today's topic is is a really good one because it gets us to really understand the need for deliberate focus, the need for upgrading what we're about and so I'm putting this new talk together for Saudi and, and I just wanna take you through some of the stats and then we can really yeah. talk about what people could do and what we've been doing personally, because I think everybody listening as well, you know, we also going through it. Like we also have mm. um, some Das even though we're doing the talks, we're still human behind the scenes and we're also having our own issues and own challenges. But I think because we are studying this stuff and because we are really so engrossed in it, we are maybe, we, we adopt it quicker, I would imagine, uh, than most other people uh, because this is our jobs and our lifestyle lifestyles. So I'm ready to jump in. Eric, you want to say anything before? We- yeah, let's go for it. Let's
2: go. No, no, excited. Let's
1: do it. So there's a lot of stress around the world and, and we know this. And if we want to break down what makes up stress really is conflict, uncertainty, loss of control, and lack of information. So if we think about what's going on in the world right now, there's internal conflict within countries there's like so much going on in South Africa we have black and white we have the ANC and, and what's been happening there. Um, uh, and, and if you think about it, there's load shooting, <laughs> But that's, that's still, that's conflict. I just want to go with conflict. Yeah, and uh, I spoke okay, within uh, ESCOM, there's a lot of conflict. And globally, most countries are having issues. We have Brexit, we have La Pen in France, we have all these things happening. And then obviously, you have Russia and Ukraine, you have uh, Russia, um, China, and Taiwan. There's just a lot of that going on. Then you have a lot of uncertainty because, you know, the future has got a whole bunch of domino effects that we still don't understand what's going to happen. Everything from politics to religion to patriarchy to genders i mean just keep going you don't know There's of control because everything that once we used to rely on we don't we can't we have escom issues in south africa i saw yesterday or two days ago the guardian newspaper saying that england is most probably going to start having three hours a day of cutting the power load shedding is coming to england mm. china's been having rolling blackouts we have a loss so of germany Germany as well, I, mean, I guess. Well. Yeah, right. me, so me. we have control of the things that we can't control. They are surmounting. They're like more and more and more things that we can't control. And then we have a lack of information, which, which is really about news we can't trust anymore. Like we don't know, like fake news, not news, um, deep fakes, depends which news channel you listen to. They've all got a propaganda spin going. So we used to love CNN. Nobody even likes CNN now. The numbers are dwindled. It's like, who do you go to, right? So what you have is you have this incredible level of stress. And if we think about what stress actually is, it's emotional factors that affect our physiology. In other words, our hormones and our immune system are actually taking massive levels of stress. And so we are physically, emotionally and mentally under massive amounts of stress. And some of the stats that I've picked up is just unbelievable is and these come from sort of like Statista and they are about first world adults and there's two stats that I found just mind-boggling. They said 60% of adults in first world countries have a chronic Disorder. Now, if you think about a chronic disorder, it's because of continuous stress, continuous uncertainty, continuous conflict, loss of control, and lack of information that's been happening. So as human beings utilizing an old software, we're using and becoming sick. That's why you had three people crying and emotional in your talk. And so that's the first thing. The second one is 70%. I mean, this is crazy. 70% of first world adults are on at least one prescription drug. And when I read this stat, I thought to myself, wow, that's crazy. Then I went to Statista again, and I I looked up global pharmaceutical industry. And this is what it wrote. It said, The pharmaceutical industry is responsible for the research, development, production, and distribution of medication. The market has experienced significant growth over the past two decades, and now globally has revenues of $1.27 trillion. Now, just think about that. That That is a whole world that is built on helping people with this incredible level of stress. Now, what we're doing is we're numbing the stress through medication. We're not actually going to the core of trying to solve it. And what we have to do at the core of solving it is becoming more adaptable. Now, the problem is with becoming more adaptable, it's always based on your emotional intelligence. And your emotional intelligence is based on your authenticity and developing that deep resonance with who you are. Because once you have that authenticity of who you are, and if we just think about what enlightenment or authenticity means, it means to be deeply satisfied with who you are. Now, if you think about like the Buddhas of the world and these people, they're just deeply satisfied. Think about somebody so wise. They're just so deeply satisfied with who they are. And then you sink Mm -hmm. into yourself. And now what you have is you have a deep level of access to wisdom, adaptability, calmness. And I talk a lot about brain waves into alpha brain state, which gives you a very calm, imaginative approach to the world. And now... Mm -hmm. You're not in survival mode anymore. Now you're in creator mode. But what you've done is you've moved from the focus on IQ, which is all about intelligence and logic and analytical thinking, which is what we've studied in school for the last 200 years and what organizations want their people to do. And we've now moved our software from our head to our heart and our heart requires emotional intelligence to give us adaptability. Now, the problem we're having around the world, this lack of attention to what's going on based on so much stress that's happening for us it's called ADD, so it's called Attention Deficit Disorder. And so most people around the world are really suffering from this. That's why there's so much medication going on. That's why kids are on Ritalin and Concerta. and I mean, think about kids, 6-year-old, 10-year-old kids on drugs so they can sit in a classroom and listen to some crap that's never going to help them. I saw that, you know... That guy, uh, he has uh, cardboard boxed signs. Dude with the signs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. You, you, yesterday he had, thank goodness I studied trigonometry and Pythagoras. <laughs> Obviously, like who the hell cares what that stuff is? And now we, we're forcing 10-year-old kids to take drugs to sit and listen to that. You and I, Eric, would not want to sit in a classroom and listen to that. And we are men that can focus. Mm. And he's, now we've got 10-year-old kids on drugs. I feel... <laughs> a a disastrous for them. Like, Like it's a disaster that we're doing this, right? So ADD is attention disorder deficit, a deficit disorder but actually what it should be is authenticity deficit disorder. There's a lack of authenticity, which means we've not upgraded our software to who we are. We're still trying to fit into the mold of the industrial revolution, which was okay in a world that didn't have so much disruption and dynamic change all the time. It was much more stable, so you could mask that pain because everything was stable. Now that everything's unstable and dynamic and disrupted, you actually require to not focus on IQ, but focus on EQ, which equals authenticity, which equals the need, to be adaptable. So attention is key on the right thing. And this is the problem that we're having is people are asking the wrong questions that they should be asking, how do I become more authentic? How do I develop my emotional quotient so that whatever the future throws at me, I'm ready for it. I'm adaptable. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm optimistic yeah. about what's coming. So that's the sort of sum up around what I'm going to be talking about in Saudi Arabia to the youth is like, look, when you think about the future of, of education, don't think of another PhD. I mean, that, maybe that is something you want to do, but think about your trauma. Think about your emotional state because that's what you're going to
2: need in the future. Listen, um, sure. so much to digest there. I have questions for you. Um, the first one is, so I, I love the idea around being deeply satisfied with who you are. But how do, you, how do you reconcile being deeply satisfied with who you are with the need to also improve and be better and uh, get to whatever next version or level of you you need to get to?
1: Well, it's a difference between striving and achieving. Striving says I'm not good enough and I need to fix myself. Achieving says I'm on a journey and I'm loving the journey. There's, a, there's, a, there's an emotional, I think um, uh, Gabor Mate calls it compassionate self-inquiry. And if you break down the word compassionate, it means to suffer with. And so if I'm compassionately inquiring with myself where I am, I'm calm and suffering with myself. I have empathy for myself. Whereas I need to constantly improve is a sympathetic approach that is a almost condescending or superiority of perfection that's required Now. And this goes back down to the line that I always use is are you running away from the darkness or are you running towards the light? When you're running towards the light, you're excited about the progress of incremental change inside your life. And you're patient with the fact that you are taking steps towards who you need to become, becoming more whole, and you're never going to be perfect. Whereas the other one says, I need to be perfect. It's ridiculous that I'm not perfect. And why the hell am I not getting perfect quick enough?
2: yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, answer your question. It does. I think what it also kind of highlights for me is that very often when we think about these things, we tend to be very binary. You know, it's like either I'm deeply unsatisfied with myself or I'm not. But there's this space in between where you are deeply satisfied with who you are, but you also recognize that you are on the journey. And on the journey means there's a version of me living in the future that I'm aspiring to, that I want to get to, that I'm not there yet, but I'm still satisfied with the fact that I'm making the effort and I'm progressing along the way and I'm. Uh, I'm putting in the time to help me get there, right? So it's not—it's not—it's not a binary thing. No,
1: I, I absolutely. And yeah. think about what is binary intelligence. Absolute outcome, addicted to certainty. It must be, it's a deadline that we're working towards. Whereas when you upgrade your software to this EQ, this adaptability, you realize that all of it is about emotion. Everything is moving and changing and adapting and where you are today is gonna be different to where you're gonna be next week and your goals and things are constantly shifting. And so this is the key is that most people want absolute certainty. And that mm. used to work. It used to. For 200 years it worked in the Industrial Revolution. But we're not there anymore. And I think that's the real key is that most people are, are tripping out and taking all these pharmaceuticals to numb themselves because they're looking for that absolute binary perfection, which mm. is impossible, you know?
2: Dude, but it's so hard, man. It, like to, to sit with the uncertainty, is, is like it's so hard. Um, When I was done with my keynote, so um, the keynote was actually around, like, how do we become dangerous? But the how do we become part, I actually leave out, right? So, like, I I talk about the concept of it, and then once we get to, like, well, okay, now we've established this. I'm in survival mode, or I'm feeling a bit more dangerous, um, but what do I do next? I actually don't give the answer to that. I just say, listen, like, you actually know what you already need to do, because most of us have this intuitive feeling of what we need to do to get to the next level, or to be more effective or whatever in our own lives Um, but we, we can't close the gap between what we know and the action that we take and so all you need to do is just close that gap and then things become a lot easier for you but what I found was that towards the end of the session that's exactly what people want is they want the instruction manual for what to do next like, My, I desperately want that uh, instruction uh, manual. To certainty, yes. Again, look at the question. But that's what I'm saying. It's, that's what I'm saying. And that's
1: why it's so difficult. That's why it's so uh, difficult. Well, look, here, here's the thing Dr. Joe says this a lot in his meditations and lectures. He says, when you start to progress, you start enjoying the process so much that the result becomes irrelevant. It's the process mm. that you're so engaged with and enthralled with and fascinated with that you release the need. For safety and survival, and you move into creation and creativity. And it's a mm. switch. And what most people that are stuck in their heads think this is airy fairy. And the reason I think it's airy fairy is because they're so programmed to look for that process to drive. I need point one, point two, point three, point four, and then I'll have a solution. And what I'm saying mm. to you is that there is nothing like that anymore. And so what you have to do is switch what you focus on. So the process itself becomes the thing that enthralls you. And so, you know, mm. where am I in my career? Am I where I want to be? I'm never going to reach where I'm going to be. I want to be. Am I happy with where I am now? I'm super happy. I'm doing such amazing things. I'm so excited. Do I want to be speaking with Scott Galloway on stage? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to get there. It's a it's a incremental process that I'm moving towards, you know? And I think in that mm. process, I have to continuously say to myself, I am already so successful. I am enjoying this process Mm -hmm. so much. And in that energy, I'm smiling, I'm calm. I'm looking for new ways to be creative. Now, what I used to do was I'm not successful enough. I need to be more ambitious. I need to be driving harder. I need to be marketing more. I need to be making more videos. Now where's my energy? Like even think about my tone that I'm talking about. It's like, now I'm being aggressive in my ambition. Whereas the other way is elegant in your ambition. It's almost like, I am ambitious. But wow, man, I'm loving this space, man. I'm like, the journey's amazing. Mm. Mm.
2: Um, two things. It's funny that you say Scott Galloway on stage. It's literally like <laughs> <laughs> on oh, no, a sticky note, thanks to me. <laughs> um, so that's, that's one thing. Um, the other is, you know what I, just as you were, as you were talking about, uh, I realized that what is also missing is that, you know when we have these conversations like we're having now, and when we talk about upgrading people's software, A lot of what we talk about is what can you do as an individual to upgrade your software. Actually, I think an important part of the education that's maybe missing is the conversations that we have with the people around us around uncertainty as well. Because if, let's say I'm I'm starting on the journey of really embracing uncertainty in the way that you've been describing it now, and then I go and speak to a friend, like maybe I'm having a bit of a down day, I go and speak to a friend about this, and they default to trying to provide me with certainty kind of what they're doing is they, they're giving me a bit of crack on the side, you know what I mean? Like, but it's, it's fake crack, right? It's not gonna, it's not gonna help, but, but it, it feels like in the moment, it feels like, oh, thank you, like now, nah, like, so actually what we need to be doing is we need to understand that as a society and as teams and as leaders and as people in relationships, partners, that when people come to us and have conversations with us around the uncertainty that they have, that we don't have to give them the answers because we don't have the answers to start with To think that we do is kind of crazy, but we need to facilitate their journey into the uncertainty. We need to tell them that where you are is a great place to be, that it's in the unknown that great things are gonna happen to you. And there's this phrase in coaching called unconditional positive regard. And unconditional positive regard has always been about this idea that people can unlock the answers for themselves and what they really need is just a bit of guidance perhaps in the way that we are helping them to think through what is happening next or um, where they need to go next. And I think that's kind of, you know, this is a big part of it because we are always in in relationship with the people around us and if we are on this journey but they don't facilitate that journey for us or if we don't facilitate that journey for them, it becomes so much harder. It's like you're trying to lose weight but the moment you walk into the kitchen there's just like a pantry full of cake and, and things happening. like everything in your environment needs to lead you towards a place where uncertainty is a much more natural expression of how you show up in the world.
1: You know, I beautifully said, and I don't think everybody's a coach. And I think the first thing you have to do is try and coach yourself like that. Like, can you be Mm -hmm. compassionate with yourself? Can you remind yourself that the whole world is in the wilderness? That this is, this is just not, this is, this is, you're not, you're not the only one going through this. Everybody's going through this. And Again, look, I always quote Dr. Joe because I'm always listening to Dr. Joe. In fact, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm, I'm certifying myself in the, in the corporate training now. But what he always says is don't. All you have to focus on is increasing your vibrational state and viewpoint of the world. And when you do that, everything that you had an issue with falls away. Because as Einstein said, you cannot solve this, the problem from the same place that you created it. Einstein said this 100 years ago. Dr. Joe is now saying, just increase your vibrational stance and you will see the problem from a different perspective. Now, I can give you an example. My dad, I didn't see him for 20 years. I've been meditating like like a guru, not really, but just meditating nonstop and doing a lot of family constellation. What did I do? My dad hasn't changed. I elevated myself. I got to a place where when I see him, I see him empathetically, not angrily, And my favorite is when some people, we speak about this, say, well, I don't have any feelings towards my dad or mom. I'm like, there's no such thing. There's an underlying Mm. irritation, frustration, anger. Only when you become compassionate about that person have you won the challenge. And so if you think about the uncertainty of the future, it is based on the fear of the future, which is based on your memories of the past, of looking for danger, because you're in survival. Now, you change your brainwave from a high beta to an alpha, you, ch- you shift your vibration, and you shift your vibration by a couple of things. One, meditation, changing your brain waves, uh, 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 working on your addictions, because your addictions are triggering you into losing energy. Now when you work on that as a combination, and it's a process, it, it takes a while, but when you start doing that, the things that you used to struggle with stop bothering you because you've elevated your energy. So again, it is all about changing your energetic state because every issue you have is connected to a certain... Think about it in radio stations. If you're listening to one radio station constantly and you're only dialed into that radio station, you're only hearing what that radio station is telling you. But you increase your no. dial, the radio station changes. Now you see the thing totally differently. So that's the whole job that we have when it comes to uncertainty, survival, and deliberate focus on the right things. And really, you know, phew, it, it, I people are struggling, like globally, people are struggling. And the more I say this, and the more I say this, and the more I say this, people are still like, like bewildered by it. But you know, I think there's light at the end of the tunnel. And the reason I think that is that we that we're only beginning this journey now, you know what I mean? People are now taking strain. And I think that COVID-19 and the pressures of the world and everything that's going on around us, if you just look at people's faces around, everywhere around you, they are angry. Just look at their, their expressions. And I have made a point of smiling. Like I const- constantly remind myself to smile when I'm walking around. Constantly. Because I want to embody that energy of lightness and looking forward to the future no matter how uncertain it is, you know?
2: Sure. Listen, I um- Great, great episode. Um, thank you. I feel like we sat through a little masterclass today. And this is what this, <laughs> uh, what this, these, uh, these podcasts are all about, you know, it's always been to have these incredible conversations about the things that we are obsessed about that we ferociously study and to come and unpack that here and to, um, to share it with, with everyone around us. So thank you for that. Uh, today was truly insightful. Um, you. We, I'll, I'll shelf my, my notes for, for the next time. <laughs> well, just
1: to let all the listeners know, we had a plan and uh, it obviously just went off rails. But i got to also just say, Eric, you're such a fantastic listener. You ask great questions. This is what makes you such a great... Um, a coach and uh, you've always had a wonderful way of uh, of being interested and asking more questions. And I think that in itself shows a lot of emotional intelligence and and a lot of just like patience and learning. And I think that's a wonderful skill of yours. And it's it's great to share this podcast space with you when I'm on my, you know, I get into these like, I can go like 20 minutes. I, can, I don't even need to breathe. I'm just like, and you're just parking there. You're calm. You're relaxed. You're taking notes. You're asking questions. So it's really wonderful to share this space with you. Thank you for that.
2: And to you, brother, and to you. Everyone, um, thank you so much for uh, spending time with us today here at The Expansive. We do this um, once a week, so make sure that you tune in. You can find this on any podcast player that you wanna listen to. As John said, we love hearing from you and the best way for us to hear from you is through a review or a rating. We are on a mission to get to 200 as quickly as possible. So pop over to iTunes, uh, leave us a five star review and tell us what you love about the podcast. And until next time, thank you very much for tuning in. See you soon. soon. Ciao.
0: You feel that? Something shifted, right? As the guys already said, thank you for listening to The Expansive. I hope you enjoyed my producer pick for this month. We do love being social and really enjoy hearing from you. So please do tag us on social media. You can find The Expansive podcast on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and we're also on YouTube now. The links are all in the show notes. I welcome your questions or comments about the show. We'll also be taking your questions via voice note very soon. Well, that's all for this week. My name's Sean, and thanks so much again for joining me. Until the next time, stay expansive.